Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by the Connected Women of Influence. I'm Eva Venari, founder of the Elevate Institute, your host for this segment of Owning Your Health, where we explore alternative ways to be more consciously aware of truly owning what it takes to take care of your body and from today's health thought leaders. So our topic today is confidence, both professionally and personally. Our leading lady today is Netta Lina. Netta is the CEO and founder of Rise Up For You. She was awarded the Chief's Award from the Orange County Sheriff's Department for her work in 2018 and is a two-time finalist for the Emerging Woman-Owned Business Award from Connected Women of Influence. Netta believes that in order to create change in our communities, companies, and households, we must first create change within ourselves. Good afternoon, Netta. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. <laughs> I, I, I love talking with you every time we get a chance to speak. It's a great conversation, and we never really know where it's going to go. But it's like when I hear stuff like this, when I, when I was reading your bio and I'm thinking about change, this is something that's really hard, and it feels like a huge undertaking. I would love to know, if it, like, share what inspired you to take on such a big topic, this change. Oh, my gosh, I know. <laughs> Just the thought of it, right, it is, can be overwhelming. Yeah. But, um, you know, the reality is, is that all of the challenges that we struggle with as people, as companies, as a society, as a country, it comes down to people. It comes down to creating solutions through people, and that really has to start with yourself. And that's why the company is called Rise Up For You, um, essentially so that you can rise and serve others. Um, so it is a really big topic, but at the end of the day, if we, if we really want to grow and create any kind of sustainable change, it's going to have to start with within. And it's going to have to do the deep dive conversation and really tackle some of the issues that happen inward that we can help push outward. Starting within, that's the place to begin. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. um, it, and like you said, it is challenging. And unfortunately, because it is challenging, um, a lot of companies and people avoid it, right? It's, it's really yeah. easy to, it's really easy. And you know this, Eva, to, to numb yep. ourselves and to kind of distract ourselves from doing that deep inner work, whether it's deep inner work in an organization or deep inner work within your household or deep inner work within yourself, you know, we tend to numb ourselves with social media and substance, um, you know, sex, all these different things, work life, you know, like constantly working. We, we put a lot of stuff on our plate so that we don't have to think about it. And at the end of the day, that's going to be the solution to fulfillment, to a thriving company culture and to really overall well-being. We have, we do. We have a lot of distractions, and I believe that a lot of us are suffering in silence and living a busy lifestyle. It, what do you think it is? is? Is it a lack of confidence that keeps people, holds them back, and keeps them from making the change they need to? What do you think? Tell us more about that. 
You know, honestly, I think it's just fear. I mean, the reality is, is that we are made up of our past experiences. And a lot of us have some really traumatic past experiences. And, you know, when you think about having to do the deep dive and go through that change, that means that you are going to have to dig up some of your past so that you can, you can resolve it and accept it and move past it, right? They basically acknowledge it. Um, and people, you know, that's hard. You know, nobody wants to uh, kind of relive yeah. some of the things that have really affected them, you know, traumatic situations, whether it's relationships, abuse, you know, um, limiting beliefs that were put on us when we were younger, divorce, death, all kinds of things. I mean, you know, when you ask somebody, no one ever said, yes, I want to go back and live through all that pain, right? No. Um, <laughs> no, you know, so that can be really scary. And, and that can create a lot of fear for people. But at the end of the day, it really is the only way to move past it and, and to release the power, right? Because what's happening right now is that the more we stay away from it and the more we don't, you know, acknowledge and, and kind of let it resurface so that we can solve it, the more it has power and control over us. And, um, and we have to be able to let that go. And the only way to do that is to redig it back up and sit with it and process it so that we can move past it. And how do you know where to start? I mean, there's an awful, there, there could be many, many areas. So how do you know where to start? I think it's really, it really comes down to, that's a great question. It really comes down to emotional intelligence and really first asking yourself, is this something that can be done by yourself? You know, there's, I mean, there's a spectrum of things that people go through, experiences that people go through. Some experiences that affect you today are ones that you can deal with in the comfort of your own home with some reflection, self-assessment, journaling, um, you know, time with yourself, meditating. Some things that are affecting you in your life are much larger and much more traumatic, and they might need a therapist. They might need a life coach. Um, you might need, you know, an accountability circle to kind of help move through that. So I think the first thing to do is to really just do an assessment on what is it right now that's getting in your way that's affecting you and bothering you? And is it enough for you to be able to handle on your own to move past it? Or do you need some guidance and some support with it? Um, you know, and I can speak for myself. You know, there's things that I go through where, you know what, I can do this on my own and I can handle it. And there's things that I've gone through, like losing my mother, which was a very traumatic situation. She died from cancer, where I'm like, yeah, I need a little bit of support on this one. You know what I mean? This, mm -hmm. this issue is yep. a little bit larger than me. And I, don't, and I am self-aware enough to know that I don't have all the tools to sufficiently process it. I'm going to need some support. And, and this is quite naturally where Rise Up for You comes in, um, so as far as support, tell, tell us a little bit more. Like share what resources Rise Up For You has for people who have been in situations like that. Because me too. Yeah, I lost my Absolutely. mother through cancer as well. And that was very overwhelming. So, yeah, share, share what, what the resources are for Rise Up For You. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Rise Up For You is an education and motivational company. And our focus is people development. So we're not talking, you know, hard skills, building an Excel sheet and that kind of thing. We're really talking about putting emphasis and focus on the people, emotional, and social skills that are needed to be successful personally and professionally. Um, and so we really focus on building courses, coaching, and events that can really inspire, empower you, and educate you in a sustainable way, a way that is going to create transformation for the long term, 
right? Not so that it's just that, not so that it's just hype for a week or two and then we're back to where we were before that. You know, it's, it's really about creating that deep dive transformation within yourself. Um, and so again, the ways that we do that are through our courses, our coaching programs and our experiential events. Now for a company, it's a little bit different when we go in and when we work with companies, of course we do trainings and workshops that can speak to the team. And that's, that's the, I was reading about this, the Rise Up Real Development. Is that the name of the corporate wellness division? Yeah, so we yeah. have three incredible divisions within Rise Up For You. So the mothership is Rise Up For You, and that's, that was the initial creation of the company, and that serves adults. And really about helping you become your best self and, you know, reach your goals professionally and personally, build a life that you're proud of, really becoming your best and living a life that at the end of the day you feel great about and defining that for yourself. Um, then we also have the youth division, which is really hitting an untapped market where we're serving young adults that are 16 to 28 that are in a transitional time in their life. So either high school to college or college into a career. So really helping them and guiding them through their next steps, you know, providing the soft skills, the confidence, the career momentum so that they can be successful in today's world. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of skills that aren't being taught to our young adults and they just don't know how to navigate it on their own. Um, and then the last division is, yes, the company division. And at the end of the day, our focus is growing people so that company can grow their profits. So we do the preventative work with the team that CEOs and you know, executives don't have time to do that's really affecting employee engagement, their profits, and really just being a high-performing company. So does that mean going in on site and dealing with um, well, what, what kind of people are you dealing with when you go in on site? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that we do is, is have to make sure that we, we understand the company and their culture, and that's completely unique to every company. So we would come in, we would do um, a thorough assessment, a walkthrough, spend a day with the company, just kind of see how systems are run, how things are run, and you know, really figure out what some of the challenges are that have to do with the people. So, uh, you know, it could be communication management, it could be conflict resolution, it can be diversity and inclusion, it can be, you know, a really high employee turnover rate, and really digging down to the deep core and figuring out, you know, why are some of these things happening? And then from there, building a customizable six-month program that can solve that issue. So if we're having a high turnover rate within a company, for example, which costs companies millions of dollars, people don't know that, mm -hmm. you know, you know, when, you're, when you have to hire an employee and an employee leaves, I mean, the cost of that is just insurmountable. Um, and so really figuring out, okay, where is that coming from and what's causing this? Is it leadership and management skills that are causing it? Is it poor company culture? Um, you know, is it work-life well-being in the company? And then from there, being able to bring in our facilitators, bring in our team, and, and educate and empower and inspire and create empowerment within the company so that they can solve that. Are you finding that there is a common theme that you keep running up against, especially recently with, with all the changes that are going on? Yeah, to, I mean, to tell you the truth right now, if, if I were to speak to today, you know, in the mm -hmm. past week, the thing that I've heard the most in talking with CEOs and executives is generation gap, is, is mm -hmm. how yes. do I, yep. <laughs> where I was going. <laughs> and I think many of you listening are like, yes, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> you, 
it's how do we yeah yeah it, it really is it's how do we bridge the gap between the different generations of people that are in the workforce you know everything from a millennial mm-hmm. to a baby boomer and now we have iGen and a lot of people aren't really talking about iGen right we still no, hear, hear a lot of conversation about the millennial but the iGens are also in the workforce now which is the generation after the millennial you know and so what we're finding is that there's a lot of companies that they just, they don't know how to bridge that gap. You know, how do we get the baby boomers and the millennials to work together? How do the millennials and the iGen work together because they're close in age and overall just that the work ethic is different. The processing is different between these generations. And so how do we bridge that gap so that there is effective communication so that, uh, you know, conflict can be resolved because that all comes down to those, to those problems as well. I was hearing a funny story from one of my clients who is a baby boomer generation talking about the millennial uh, co-worker. And she says, I left a sticky note with a handwritten message right on the screen, but you know, he never got it. <laughs> yeah. The communication gap was they, they want a text message or they, they're learning. So what, what are some of the other common stories or, or, or solutions that maybe you could offer to somebody who's in that position where they are dealing with this gap? Yeah, I think that the for me, I'm all about, you know, creating teachable moments, you know, and that's something that's really important. It's like, let, so let's get down to the education and let's get down to the research yeah. behind it. Um, because I have such a long background in education, I understand these generations a little bit more because I went through, you know, two gener well, I went through two generations of, in teaching and you know, there's a lot of things that go behind why a generation is the way that they are. For example, no child left behind, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. the millennials, for example, they went through a whole time period where in the school system, we practiced no child left behind, which means that we did whatever it took to make sure that every single kid felt needed and that they felt like a winner, right? Lots of words of affirmation, um, lots of rewards, lots of, you know, feeling great, even though they might not have had the skill. Does that make sense? So everybody gets a trophy, for example, everybody gets a ribbon. And and I'm sure that of you that are listening can relate to this if you have children. And so now what's happening is that now they're in the workforce, which is great, but they want that same validation, right? And, but we're no longer in a school system where it's about empowering you to, you know, in education. We're now in a, in a job where we're paying you to do something, you got to get it done, right? And so there's that conflict of, well, we come from a generation of no child left behind, but the people that are running the organizations don't necessarily understand that system that happened in education, right? And so I think that when people understand, like, how this was created within a generation and, like, what they grew up with, then it's easier to, you know, be more empathetic and to understand a little bit more how to how to deal with these different generations. It's easier for you to understand that, you know, some millennials are like this, not all, because we can't generalize, right? You know, I'm a millennial and I'm not like that. But we're, it's easier for us to understand that millennials, okay, they're used to words of affirmation. They're used to constantly being validated. They come from a generation where their sole focus is purpose right, which are completely different priorities than, let's say, the baby boomers that are like hustlers. They are there to work. They know the grind. It's a, just They understand that, okay, they're there, they're making money, they're making a paycheck. Not to say that they don't want words of affirmation, but that's not their top priority. It's not their driving motivation. 
Yeah, correct. I, I could see how this is very valuable to know what um, not only drives your employees, but then this becomes very confusing when the company has to then take responsibility for the culture of how they all communicate amongst themselves. I mean, this could be uh, a ground for mutiny <laughs> if it gets bad, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, well, you know, that's and, and I can Im- Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that that's what we find is that, you know, part of the reason why the corporate division was created is because when we look at the well-being of, you know, let's just speak specifically towards the U.S., right, for, for Americans, mm-hmm. we spend most of our time in the workforce. So many of us can do as much personal development. We can do as much self-care as we want. But at the end of the day, we spend 85% in our profession. So if our companies and our professional workspace isn't up to par with the work that we're doing personally, we're never going to get to where we want to be. We're just, we're outnumbered ratio wise, right? So it's really about creating, it's really about creating conscious companies that can do a handshake with the individuals because at the end of the day, a company is made of their individuals, right? Um, and, And, you know, there's obviously a lot of opinion out there about it. I mean, there's some leaders that say, I don't care. I just want them to come do what they got to do. They're making money. They're making a paycheck. And that's all that matters Mm -hmm. to me. And there's some companies that are a little bit more elevated consciously that understand, well, my company will thrive more profit wise if I can help support the individuals, because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are running my company. They're the ones that are having contact with the client customer satisfaction. And so I think it's really just about creating conscious companies and and having that handshake between their employees and their overall organizational mission. Um, And that's really important. And, And I have to say that, you know, unfortunately, we kind of things get out of balance. And so I feel like right now, and this is just my personal opinion, we're in a place where we're putting all the accountability on companies. And I think that that can be irresponsible messaging as well. I think it's really important that companies become conscious and understand that they need to, you know, take a step forward and and bridging the gap. But employees also have to create a self-empowerment in themselves where they can recognize that a growth mindset is vital to their success. And the both of them have to happen in order to really create a thriving environment. A balance between the two. So it's not just one heavy person saying, hey, you need to do this and you need to fall in line. And the other person Absolutely. having to go along with, yeah. So I mean, I, just falling in, I I know that there are several different pillars, and I want to focus in because this is about owning your health. What um, are you focused on as Rise Up for You in in the corporations? What do you focus on with health, especially when it comes to? I don't want to combine the two messages like health and this generation gap. What, where where is the challenge in that, and what do you what do you see moving forward? Well, I think the you know, the biggest component when it comes to health, and you can probably really speak to this as well, is just overall well-being, you know. I mean, we understand that today most disease comes from stress. It comes from burnout. It comes from, you know, not living a, a well-balanced life that where you take care of your nutrition, you take care of your physical, um, you know, fitness, you take care of your mental health. And when you're constantly under stress, which in most cases comes from work environment, then that has such a pivotal 
impact on your health and your overall well-being. And I think it's really bridging that gap between just that work-life well-being. You know, how do we build a successful career? How do we run, you know, a huge company? How do we make the impact in the world that we want to make while at the same time achieving and maintaining opt- optimal health? And, and that's a conversation that's really important because at the end of the day, within all the pillars, if you don't have your health, you can't do anything. Absolutely. And, and you're bringing to mind uh, liability. I'm hearing words more and more about this stress leave and people oh requesting my gosh. stress. <laughs> yeah. What's been your experience with this? Yeah. You know what the interesting thing is, is that um, there's a lot of, companies that I can speak to right now that that because they haven't dealt with it yet they don't even know it's a thing and then we have Uh-oh. the conversation and they think it's a joke I'm like oh no uh-huh. <laughs> it's happening. yeah it's real you know it's, <laughs> it's real you know I mean there is a there is a huge amount of employees that are now filing for stress leave because they feel mm-hmm. really stressed under their work um, conditions which is not only you know, harmful to the employee, but it's also harmful to the company because that's millions of dollars that, in, that are being forced out without really having an employee on site to produce the results. The other thing that's happening, which is really fascinating, and you might have seen this, but the World Health Organization just coined burnout as an official term in their medical yes. diagnosis handbook. I mean, yes, they did. Just think of, yeah. yeah, just think about in three to five years, I mean, before you know it, we're going to have to start doing you know, mandatory trainings, like we do the harassment training that's mandatory for every company that has five or more employees. I mean, pretty soon we're going to be mandated to do some of these trainings that have to do with burnout and stress and well-being. Yeah, I think it's necessary. Um, I'm still hearing just from conversation among my contemporaries and they're in the workplace and they think that working nonstop all the time throughout the day is the most productive thing they can do. And just a little education on, tell me if you touch on this with your pillars, you know, when you go in, is the appropriate amount of rest and so that you can come back refreshed. Are there any, any tips that you can provide the listeners today about what they could do to help become more productive through something like, like resting or any other ideas? Around this, it has to do with how people function at the time of day that they go to bed. Like there's a lot of, work around the talk, uh, cognitive aspect of it. But I think one of the mm-hmm. things that's the most in, important is chunking your work time. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we sit down at a desk and we just work. We work all day. We sit there and we work all day. And sometimes yeah. we go four or five hours before we even eat. But really being cognizant of taking breaks where you can get up, go for a walk, go sit outside for five or ten minutes, and then come back. And I even have employees and I even have, you know, companies like they, they set timers. Um, there's a really great tool called the egg timer. If you just go into your search bar in your desktop and you just put, you know, www.eggtimer.com and you put, like, mm-hmm. you know, two hours, then after two hours, it'll ring. You get up, you go for a 10 minute walk or you go sit outside for 10 minutes or you eat a snack for 10 minutes or you just meditate for 10 minutes and then you come back you start over even something as simple as that can really really make a difference in the productivity of your day and making it a priority so not making necessarily the work the priority but at 10 minutes because it's not about quantity it's about quality I mean you can work for three hours a day and produce amazing results in comparison to 10 hours a day that isn't producing anything because you're tired and you're and you're doing mediocre work 
So really allowing yourself to have that space mentally. I, I agree 100%. And I hear a lot of feedback from people when I suggest these types of things, and you probably do too. It's like, oh, no, I, I, I can't interrupt my thought. I can't interrupt. And so <laughs> that's hard to overcome. And this is that goes right back to change. And so helping people with baby steps, you know, to get used to it mm. until they believe that it works might, I, I would imagine that's part of, part of the work is getting people to have the confidence that it does actually yield better results. Absolutely. And I think that a big part of it, too, is also um, a self-awareness behind how you function and how you work best. Um, Example, I work best in sun. So I can't be in an office where there's no window, right? It's too dark for me. I don't feel like it's energized. So I have to strategically put myself next to a window or I have to put myself outside where I can work. I know that about myself. So as somebody that runs a company, right, or if you're a CEO or you're an executive, it's really figuring out, you know, having different types of modules in your workspace that can suit all of your teammates. You know, having collaborative workspaces because some people really, really thrive when they're sitting in a collaborative environment. Having intrapersonal workspaces where some people go into this space and they work by themselves. You know, having spaces that are open next to a window, having spaces that are more secluded, really just having a variety of those spaces so that you have those options as an employee because you know where you thrive best. And that also can be very, very empowering. Very cool. I I do want to switch to a new topic, but first Mm -hmm. I want to say for those who are listening, if there is something that you'd love to share, and especially the best way to reach out to you. Um, People hear your message and they're like, yeah, I need to talk to Netta. Um, How's the best way to reach you and and what other things should they know about connecting with you? Thank you so much. That's amazing. Um, Well, I always think that like having a conversation is, is pivotal, especially today. So I always say that if you have a question, if you want to learn more about the company, aside from going to the website, which is riseupforyou.com, Give us a call at our company company number. It's 949-229-0208. And, again, whether you're a young adult, adult, or a company, I mean, we have something that we can serve you with. Beautiful. And we're going to put that number and the website in the show notes below um, on, our, on our show page. So we'll have that listed there. And then thank you for sharing. I really want to hear more about, yeah, this Cloud Next 19. This is something I'm unfamiliar with. So you had the opportunity recently to share your expertise at the Google's largest conference of the year. I had no idea about this. Maybe I'm in, you know, <laughs> the woods somewhere. But um, tell us about that and, and how you were able to bring Rise Up for you to the, to, uh, the experience. Thanks for sharing. That's amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's fascinating because at the end, does it matter who you are, you know, what profession you are, how much money you make, what gender you it comes down to, again, those people, emotional and social skills. And, you know, Google is such an innovative company, and they recognize that some of the challenges that they had and just in other companies that they work with is leadership and career confidence, um, which is amazing that they were able to, to notice that. And so they got in contact with us, and they basically asked us as a company if we would come in and do coaching at the largest conference of the year. There were 30,000 people um, for anybody that wanted it in career, and specifically career confidence and leadership. And, I mean, we talked to people from all over the world, men, women, 
high-functioning, high-salary jobs that, again, when it comes down to it, what are they struggling with? Self, self-doubt, self-promotion, career confidence. How do I take myself to the next level? How do I be seen? How do I have my voice heard? Everything that we all deal with that sometimes we don't admit, I mean, that is what we sat down and talked about for three days at this conference. And it was fascinating because it was really amazing that there's no picture behind what that looks like. I mean, again, we talked to, we talked to men, we talked to women from all over the world that were, had high-functioning jobs that still felt like they didn't have enough confidence. They were still struggling with self-doubt. That's, I, I want to say that's almost comforting. Right. Because so many of us struggle, yeah, they, we struggle with that. And the inner conversation that goes left unsaid, and some of us are unwilling to say, you were able to communicate with people, and they felt open enough and transparent enough to share this. I think that's amazing. Absolutely. And, you know, it's different layers for everybody. But, I mean, at the end of the day, those are the top things that we heard. You know, when I collected the data, it was, I don't feel like I'm enough. You know, even though I have a, huh. a top-paying job, I don't feel like I have an, I'm enough. Or I don't know how to promote myself. I don't know how to talk about myself. I feel like a narcissist when I do that. Um, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, how do I resolve conflict? You know, I feel like I can't speak up and therefore I just build resentment inside because I never stick up for myself. Right. So for example, you know, I did this big project and then my coworker all of the, took off you know, like kudos for it, even though I did all the work. And I didn't feel empowered mm-hmm. to say anything, but now there's a resentment that built up in the workspace because they're yes. upset about it. So it's like right. really just understanding that we all deal with these issues and how do we create the leaders so that we can move past that and build a thriving career and a thriving life because they, they cross over. The skills absolutely cross over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's truly amazing. And I would, I would imagine that that is an important aspect to any growing company is that they feel each individual feels empowered enough to speak up and and, and come forward and you provide that safe place. So mm. uh, thank mm, you thank for that. You. Yeah. So I want to say thank you, Netta, for being our leading lady for today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank to you talk so much. You. Yeah. Thank you. It's been an so, honor. It's thank- been an honor. <laughs> Every time I love talking to you, having conversations with you is so amazing. So thanks again. And special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and international. We are an international show, after all. Um, So we'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio Show Monday, 9 a.m. and Fridays, 2 p.m. That's Pacific time. Uh, It's been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. This has been Eva Venari, the Healing Rebel, reminding you to question everything. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.